Good morning. Welcome to. You got to turn the camera on there. Oh, good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning service. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, and good morning to everybody here. Good morning. morning, morning, morning. Oh, and happy, mem- is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, remember the soldiers, right? Yeah. When you're about to have your barbecue, your, your ribs, your uh, potato salad, candy yams, remember the, the soldiers first. Because once you start eating, you're not going to think of soldiers. And then secondly, put a flag out today, today and tomorrow. Make sure you put a flag out in remembrance of the soldiers. And if you don't have one, go buy one. I'm, I'm driving by people's houses and I don't see flags hanging out. They had one yesterday at the party. One little flag, 100 people, one little flag out there. But right on. Very, very nice. But so get a flag and put it out there. If you'd like to get involved in this morning meeting, you can call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. Or you can email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town, name in town, your emails. All right. Um, let's see here. Pull out your Bibles. I, I want uh, just to read something to you that I'm going to be talking about here. So turn to Matthew 19, 3 through 11. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 19. Chapter 3. I mean, chapter 19, verse 3 through 11. Mister, I want you to read something for me. Okay. You say, okay? <laughs> uh, did you find it yet? Are you looking? No. Oh, you didn't bring your Bible? Did you bring your cell phone? I think so. <laughs> All right, so you don't have it. <laughs> He's like, don't call me. <laughs> Baby, you, you're real holy. Uh, read it for me. 19. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot my Bible at home. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, you don't need the Bible. You get it from your heart, huh? <laughs> 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 Uh, Alphon, come up here and read something for me. Take your hat off so I don't want them to see you on camera with a hat on. <laughs> It'll embarrass me. Uh, Matthew 19, huh? No. I can't leave my hat on. Did your mama teach you don't go to the bill with your hat off for? I want you to read. Uh, uh, Matthew 19, 3 through 11 for me, all right? And this is 19, so start right here and go all the way to here. No, to here. Okay? Make me proud. Yeah, start at 19, I mean, chapter, verse 3. So start right here, right there. 3 to 11? Yeah. Some Pharisees approached him. Read loud so they can hear you. Some Pharisees approached him and to put him to the test, they said, it is against the law for a man to divorce his wife on a pretext 
whatever. He answered, have you not read that the creator from the beginning made the male and female, and that he said, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and becomes attached to his wife, and the two became one flesh. They are no longer two, therefore, but one flesh. So then what God has united, human beings must not divide. They said to him, then why did Moses command that a writ of this small should be given in case of divorce? He said to them, it was because you were okay. so hard-hearted and Moses allowed you to, to, to divorce your wives. But it was not like this from the beginning. Now I say this to you, anyone who divorces his wife, I am not speaking of an illicit marriage, and marries another, is guilty of adultery, and admissible not to marry. Just read it out, go all the way to that. But he replied, it is not everyone who can accept what I have said, but only those to whom it is granted. There are Enoch born, so from their mother's womb, there are Enoch made so by human agency, and there are Enoch who have made themselves so for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let everyone, let anyone accept this who can. Thank you. That's it? Yeah. Thank you, You made me proud. Are you and your mama mad at each other or something? Oh, no. Yeah, because you're going to take his head off. Oh, so, <laughs> so he said before he left home he's not going to take it off? Oh, he went to church with it. Oh, to another church? Oh, I see. And you asked him to take it off? Yes. And he said no? Yes. He defiled his mother? Yes. And that's, a, that's a shame, boy. <laughs> you didn't want her telling you what to do? I didn't want to take my hat off. Well, gentlemen take their hats off in buildings. And so next time, comb your hair so you'll be prepared. All right? And your mother's telling you the right thing. And it's healthy and spiritually healthy to obey your mother when they tell you the right thing. It's good for the soul. Especially if she's right in what she's telling you. And she's right about that, right? Yeah. So do you... Do, I'm sorry? Besides, in Scripture it says that a man should not be in church with a, with a hat on. A woman should be because a man's head is the crown of, is the crown of glory. What does it say? I'd like to read that. Yeah, it's there. it's there. We'll get it for you. So you got your crown of glory covered up. And uh, so don't be mad at her for telling you the truth about her. All right? Are you going to apologize to her later? You're not going to apologize? <laughs> Are you going to apologize to her? <laughs> you asked God for forgiveness? Did you tell her that, though? Once you talked? Oh, you did? I'm sorry for disrespecting you like that? I said, uh, well, uh, I'm sorry? That was last week, and then he came to church today with it on, so I was like, wow. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if I were you, he's a grown, how old are you now? I'm 21. Yeah, he's a grown man, so. Oh, hey. Yeah. I left you. Right. I'm just saying, I just said, you know, it's being rebellious, you take your hat off. I told you men don't wear their hats in buildings. Yeah. You're in God's house, why are you? And he just looked at me, and I didn't comb my hair. And then today, he showed up with it on again. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. At that I, point. I really did, but I just... Well, he's a good guy. He'll do right from this point forward. You think so? Huh? Without a doubt. Oh. Yeah, without a doubt. You've, gonna, you've done a good job on him. Hey, I just pray for him and leave him alone. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he he he's sorry for what he done. I can see it in his eyes. Well. I want to talk to you guys about marriage, <laughs> and what it says that what God has put together, let no man divide, put asunder. Um, I have forgotten what it's like to see two people come together in the right way, the way God intended for them to come together. And, I, and, I've, and I've performed several marriages over the years, and I've, you know, they've been nice marriages. You know, I'm not putting them down because the people are nice people. But I, I realized this past weekend in doing this wedding, this is the way it's supposed, when God said, let no man put divide once you come together, with these type of marriages, if done in the right way, there is no man that can divide it. No one can come between it. But the problem is that a lot of people are getting marriage, married, and they're like, they've already destroyed everything good about the relationship and about the possibility of lasting forever. You know, they're living together, they're, they're sexing up, and they're fighting, and they're, they're carrying on. And I realized from this marriage that we have a nation with the exceptions to the rule. You hear me saying that, right? Not all, not all, not all. But we have a nation of garbage people. Have you noticed that? We don't have decent, clean, honest, noble people anymore. We just have a nation of garbage kind of people. And I realized that we have allowed um, the, the people of evil to corrupt the young. You know, they corrupt them because the families are so broken. And so the kids are corrupt in public school system. They corrupt at a very early age. And they don't know what it means to live an orderly life, to live a clean life, to do things in the right way. Because they've been told that Christianity is wrong, your parents are wrong, it's okay to have sex before marriage. It's okay to live together. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And it's wrong to do anything right. And, and so now we have a, a society of just garbage people who don't even recognize, they don't even want to hear the order of things because they are so corrupt now uh, that that order just doesn't exist. I had the opportunity of performing a wedding and thank God, it was from one of the lady, the girl that got married, young lady got married, grew up at Bond, in Bond. And so she definitely uh, lived those principles. You know, I've seen her, her watch her grow up. She went on and finished high school. She went on to college and did very well in college. And she got an excellent job doing, you know, she's in banking, become a very independent woman. And, and she's close to her parents. Her parents are married, so they, they set that example too. Uh, she's close to her dad. And then God blessed her. Can I get you and Melissa to come in here? Is there a reason y'all back there? Uh, and, then, um, and then God blessed her with a good man, a man who's close to his father and mother. They both are married. Even his grandparents were there. A man who respect her, a man who's independent because most men are, especially black men, are not independent today. They're weak and emotional and dependent. They look to the woman to take care of them. They have no sense of self-control, no respect. And so, but 
God gave her a husband who is like her father, you know, a noble guy, worked hard, independent, respected her. And the beauty is, I'm standing there doing this wedding, and I said it in the wedding, during the performance of the wedding, I said uh, to, the, to the guys that this young lady loves her father, and that's why she, she has attracted this kind of a man. And I said to the guys that uh, when you meet these girls, find out how they feel about their fathers. And if they don't love their fathers, you need to head for the hills <laughs> because you're going to catch hell the rest of your life. And most of these things doesn't last. And then I, 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 didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this at the wedding, but I also said that, realized that even with uh, girls, when they meet guys, if they're not close to their fathers, if those guys are close to their mothers and not close to their fathers, they shouldn't marry them because those guys are going to turn them into mothers. They're going to be weak and emotional and, you know, dependent on the, uh, the, eventually that girl will become, that woman will become his mother because they're not close to the father. And I realize that principle is so true. Over the last 20 years, I've seen it in so many cases. Most of the time, 99.9999% of the time, all this trouble that comes in marriage is because they, these men and women are not close to their fathers. That's why they have so many trouble. And then they get, to, they get married, uh, and they're already in messed up relationships. You know, for an example, the young lady have no children. She has, no, you know, haven't been sleeping around with Airy, Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know, so this guy got a. Can you imagine having a wife that no other man has been with? Anybody ever thought about that? No, huh? You look at me like I'm crazy. They <laughs> look at me like what? Can you? In the good old days, it was the norm to marry a woman who'd never been with another man. That is so noble. Isn't that like totally cool? But you forgot about that it used to be that way, right? No? You guys don't remember? <laughs> you remember? It was like that, right? It was, it, was, uh, it was like, now there were women who were not waiting. You know, I'm not saying everybody was perfect. But it was the norm for a woman to wait until she met her husband before she had sex. But nowadays, these women are had sex with everybody along the way. And then they want to get married. But the men are so corrupt, too, they don't even recognize there's something being wrong with them because they don't have sex with Ari, Susie, Mary, and, and Helen, and, and, and anything else that came along. And so you got all these people to come together like this, and then they have children out of wedlock. I'm looking at these two, these two couples. I see none of that. Two noble people coming together. And it just blessed, it reminded me of what life should be like. And this is the order that God wanted to be. This is the way, because when you come together in the right way, first of all, it, when you come together with a woman or a woman come together with a man who has already been with everybody, it's like buying a used car. You're going to constantly have it in the shop trying to repair it. And the whole marriage is about repairing the problems that was already there before you came together. But if you come together as a new if you come together where no, you're not angry at everybody else, you, the woman hasn't been hurt by the man, other, the man is not hurt by the woman, you come together, all the problems that you get are going to be your problems. And it's easier to repair your own problems than to have to repair your problems and someone else's problem too. That marriage reminded me of that. And that's the first time I performed 
a holy marriage. Isn't that amazing? I was so blown. I've been thinking about this all week. It has such a good impact on me. And so I, I said to them, this marriage, I, if this marriage doesn't work, it will be shocking. When you come together like that, I can see how you can stay together until death do your part. Because when you buy a new car, I'm not into the old car buying thing. I know a lot of you are because you think you're saving money. But if you notice when you buy a new car, you take care of it. It treats you well. You treat it well. You, you know, all the problems you have, you exactly know what's wrong because you have been with the car and you, you, know, you know what's going on with it. It's, and a marriage should be like that. You should know each other and not come together with uh, you know, everybody else's problem. I said to some of the young guys over the weekend, I said, it was, so, it was such an honor to see a young lady get married who have not been sleeping around and the man has not been sleeping around. I said, when you guys get married, make sure you do the same thing. And they're like, what? <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. They said, you can't even find a virgin anymore. And if you know that we don't even use that word anymore. I think they took that out of the dictionary too, right? <laughs> I think they now say the V word, the virgin. You can't say it anymore. That's, because that's an insult to the corrupt. To use that word. It's an insult to the corrupt people to say virgin. If they run if young people should find that a young male or female is a virgin, they start attacking them. What's wrong with you? You haven't had sex? Eh. That's what we hear now. Where in the good old days it was an honor. It was a noble thing. It was something like, wow, this is pretty cool. But now it, to say virgin is worse than saying nigger. It's easier to say nigger than it is to say virgin. <laughs> Isn't that true? I guess. Am I making this up? No. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, we have a garbage society. And people don't even realize that that's what's going on. There's no nobility anymore. And when you do see it, it shines. This couple had... On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 bed bath, the whole wedding was a 10 because they set that perfect example of how two couples should come together, two people should come together. It, it was nice. It was an absolute honor. And then I felt, wow, at least one woman in Bond is doing it right. I felt, <laughs> I felt like, you know, God, God said one out of a thousand. I mean, if you get one, you saved a thousand. I felt I had married a thousand people. And, and, I, and I clearly understand why God said most people are not going to find that straight and narrow path. Uh, uh, most people go that wide road. Our young people from the age of 50 down have taken that wide road that leads to destruction. They are unhappy. They're uncertain. They, they can't really find love. Because when you come together like that, where, you, where you're already corrupt, you're not coming together with love. You're not coming together in love. Now you tell yourself that you are, and the preacher has to stand there and pretend that you are, but you're not coming together in love. You're coming together in corruption and, and hatred and disrespect. And it doesn't make a marriage that no one can put asunder, no one can destroy. Those marriages are easily broken because there is no solid foundation. It's a marriage made in hell. And I'm sorry I'm sad to see that we have a corrupt, immoral, garbage society today. 
And, and young people don't even want to hear that. This is the wrong way to do it. You're never going to be happy like this. You need to have God got it set up where we follow his orders and we obey his order. It's just going to make for a better life. It really will. It'll make for a peaceful life. It will bring two people together that should be together. Not in percent of these marriages are not put together by God. They're put together by the evil one himself. And that's why they don't work. And I want you guys out there in, in TV land, and I want you to really kind of think about this. We've lost our way. We have allowed the corrupt to corrupt the innocents. And while all the time they're pretending that they are protecting the, the children. They're not protecting them by teaching them about sex at five years old. They're not, look how out of control the kids are now. They are into sex at the age of five now, and it's just fine. They're never going to find a good husband or a good wife. It's not going to work. It's just absolutely not going to work. And, and I say this in hopes that people my age and older, when you start having children, well, you, you should already have some by now, I guess, but if you start, you can start changing the next generation by, by living these principles and speaking these principles and being that example, and then the next generation will start getting it right, and this thing can come to order in the way that it should be. Yes, you may have failed in the way you've done it, but that doesn't, that's not a reason to stay in the hell. Even if your kids say, well, you did it too. Yes, I did. That's why I'm telling you, you're not going to do it because it doesn't work. If you'd like to get involved, 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663, or email us, church at bondinfo.org, and I can answer your questions now. We have nasty people. That's what the young people call it. I don't even know any clean people except for this couple we just married. And it was, a, it was Rodney, what did you say? It was absolutely a blessing. I can't hear you. It was beautiful. And what did it feel like for you to be a part of that? I mean, because I mean, you're the mother to the daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would still be thanking God. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a blessing. And it's you, nice to see that she did things in order. Yeah. Somewhere. You don't have no... Dad and mama coming by, <laughs> daddy baby and mama baby, mama daddy, all that garbage. This is nasty, awful garbage. <laughs> There's nothing attractive about that. <laughs> and if you can just face it, you can overcome it. There's nothing attractive about that. And you can. It's, 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 and I'll take your question in one minute. It's so amazing to me that we could get so immersed in hell that we forget what goodness looked like. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of forget and you start as like the wrong become the norm, the norm. Have you noticed that? Yeah. This was a wake up call for me to see this kind of marriage come together. And they are young people, you know, like healthy. It's not like there's some old folks out of it got to have somebody. <laughs> two, <laughs> two young, healthy men and women, a man and woman coming together and, and they could have been sleeping around. They were attracted. They could have been sleeping with every Tom that came by. And not like, you know. But they decided, I guess their parents just kind of, something happened where they decided to do it the right way. And it's working out for them. It really is. It was a beautiful sight. It was a sight for sore eyes. And my, doesn't that sound beautiful? And it was fun. I felt joy doing that wedding. Because I didn't have to lie. And pretend like this is love. 
know, and, and then read this thing about let uh, uh, whoever, whatever, whoever God bring together, you know, let no man put it asunder. You know, a preacher say that he already noticed the asunder happened before the, re- before the reception is over. Because this is not brought together by God. And so just think about that. Let's think about we have a garbage, out of control, uh, dark society today. And they're just into whatever they want to be into. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to live it. They don't see that example. The light is going out. We have allowed society with the failing of parents to corrupt the young. To a point that they don't even know what it looked like anymore. But in their hearts, they want it. Because nobody in hell is happy about being in hell. You can dance and shake it and get drunk and deny as long as you want. But no one is happy living in hell. And that's the truth. They have fear. They have doubt. They have worry. They're insecure. They're in denial. Uh, Enough is not enough. Whatever it is that you're getting to make yourself happy. It's never enough when you're in hell. But God has it where he can give you perfect peace. And peace itself is enough. Peace alone is enough because it's perfect love. And then everything else that's added unto you, it is just an added attraction. It, it doesn't bring that perfect peace. And we don't have that in society. This couple reminded me of that. And I want to encourage you to be aware of that so you can overcome that. You got people lying to one another. It's bad. And ain't nothing worse. Now, some of you have done it, and, and so don't, well, I, I'll get to that part later. Ain't nothing worse than watching a mother with some baby hanging on her hip and no husband. There's nothing worse than that. It's not God's order. It, there's no peace in that. There's no love in that. There's no order. There's nothing but hell in that. And that's the truth. And somebody got to say it so we can start turning it around. If we mess up, at least let's love our children enough to tell them the truth and to protect them from the world. That's our responsibility. We, you know, and, and they may not like it because they have that competition is out there to make them be like they are. But if they love their parents and the parents are doing it the right way, that would make them strong enough to resist the temptation of the world. But if you just let your kids go out there and do the same thing, you just have hell. They're miserable. I, I know young ladies who, and men who are old at the age of 20, they look like they've already been 30, 40, and 50 because they're living a life of hell on drugs and everything. It, it's time to cut this stuff out. It's time to, especially for men and women of God. Now, if you're not of God, then you're doing what you're supposed to do because you're of your father, the devil. But if you are of God, your life is supposed to be a light. There's no light into hooking up with folks who already slept with the town, who already have children by everybody and their mama, going through divorces and just can't. There's no light in that. Is there? Anybody disagree with me? Y'all looking mighty. It's like Memorial Day weekend we're supposed to be celebrating. <laughs> Look like we got a bunch of dead soldiers up in here. <laughs> this is a... a this is about life. This is the truth, and the truth just set us free. All right? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I was just, 
just going to bring up the fact that I think Billy said on your radio show that a man can't really have control, or I don't know what the word is, over his family when there's like stepkids and kids coming in and going out for the weekend and step-parents involved in this and that. You know, it like, that really struck home for me because I had to deal with that. And yeah. Yeah, that's a good point Bill yeah. made on the radio show. It is so bad that two people come together and now everybody got children by everybody else. Because sometimes these women got children by more than one different man or the man may have kids by more than one different woman. So you got all that stuff going on. And it's just a real, real, it's out of control. And if we don't start dealing with it, it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. We're going to literally be living in hell in a minute here. Because that's, it just, and the world idea is, it's okay to do all this stuff. It's okay for dad and mama to come together. They already have a truckload of kids by everybody else. And then, and then these kids, I don't know, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's all hell. Satan made a promise in his heart that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And he's doing it. He's even, he's even doing it to the Christian child. He's doing it. You're absolutely right. It just, it's like everything going on out there now. You, you meet a couple who are married, everybody involved, stepchildren, children's steps, step up and step down kids and black kids and white kids and yellow kids together. Just anybody that came along and had sex with them. And then within that family that you have transgender, transsexual, you got everything in that family. I'm like, what a mess. And they want to call it family and they want to call it happiness. This is not happiness. There's nothing peaceful about this. And it wasn't like this prior to 50 years ago. When the government took over, when people stopped being responsible for their families. When we allowed the public school system to corrupt the children. Kids 50 years and back now, exception to the rule, are corrupt. Go to these colleges and, 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 and some of these meetings I attend. Nothing but corruption. And, and the fathers, you're going, to be, you're going to pay a price for this. Because it is your responsibility to protect your wife and children. When you leave your woman and you leave her open to the world, she give in to the world. Not all women, but most women accept this stuff easier than men would accept it. They, they feel sorry for it. Oh, this is my gay child. I love him just as he is. <laughs> Your old daddy just mean. <laughs> daddy won't accept you, little gay boy. <laughs> Men don't normally accept this stuff. But you leave your woman open, she's subject to the world. You're the God figure in the home. It's your responsibility to, to protect the children. I'm hearing stories about mothers allowing the government to put their kids on uh, uh, this medication that they take every morning at school. Ritalin. Ritalin. And the kid doesn't even need it. The kid filled with energy, having fun, but the mother is angry and out of it, and she would rather let the kid take a pill and kill their soul than to overcome her anger and be patient with the child. Isn't that amazing? You'd be shocked at the kids who are taking Ritalin. I never took a Ritalin while I was growing up. I took a belt. (laughs) (laughs) 
my grandmother did not give us a retlin. My teacher didn't give us a pill. They gave us a belt. And that calmed us down. <laughs> and we were able to stay mentally alert. <laughs> Does a belt sound better than a pill? Your body would be sore, but your mind is alert. You're going to dumb the kids down and then try to teach them. They're not going to learn anything. It's natural for kids to have energy and run around. And, and, and you, you discipline them, though. You know, calm down, blah, blah, blah. You get a whooping. But you don't tell them you're going to take a pill. If you don't calm down, I'm going to give you a pill. <laughs> but men and women of God have allowed this to happen. You still send your kids to school. You let them do this to your children. Because you don't want to make any sacrifices. You don't want to miss a party. You don't want to miss a date. You don't want to miss that fine car. So you let your kids go to school and be corrupt. Isn't that amazing? Is it just me seeing this or you guys see this too? All right. Well, I'm seeing it. And the beauty about it, as I see it, he set me free, free from it. Um, yes, sir. I was going to say, you know, when I, uh, I heard of the description of the wedding, I, I couldn't get over it. Um, it sounded like a, a miracle wedding, yep. an oasis wedding in a desert of immorality. And, and the way it all went about, and it kind of reminded me of, um, um, you know, when, um, Solomon, when, when um, Solomon offered tenth, a, a thousand sacrifices on the altar and God came to him afterwards. This is when he first took over the kingship. And God came to him afterwards and said, what do you want from me? And he said, um, I don't know how to come in or go out. I don't know how to be king. I don't know how to, I don't know, you know, I can be fooled easily. Give me wisdom so I can, you know, yeah. lead my people in justice. And uh, yeah. that, that so pleased God that he, um, he said, I'll give you that and riches and wealth and honor above all kings of the earth. And like your seven guaranteed steps, that little booklet you put out, yes. kind of similar to this, that, yep. that in the booklet you emphasize living principles, these simple little principles, and wealth will come to you. It sure will, that. folks. And see, people don't trust that. You got, we have gotten to a point in this country that we don't trust the principles anymore. You don't believe that God will provide if you should keep his commandments. That's all he asks of us. And he's a good father, and he will add everything unto us. They don't, people don't believe that those principles draw, draw things unto you that are good. And it's exactly what you want. Just like the hell, you're living in hell. Your hell, that, the hell that you're living in, it's drawing all this garbage to you. It really is. It's drawing it to you. You're getting what you deserve. But if you live upright, then the good things will come to you too. You get a good husband or a good wife. You don't have to lie to one another. I was talking to a lady on the phone the other day. She lived way back east somewhere. And uh, we were talking about gaining weight. And she said to me, well, my man, my man liked me like this. I said, that's another lie that she believed. Don't know man, a man will tell you anything. When, and I'm telling you, lady, whenever a man tell you I want you big, you tell him to go get big. Men don't, men don't meet big women. Men be a nice little physical looking nice woman, right? Oh, Why all of a sudden he wants you big? That's a weak man, insecure, jealous man. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want another man looking at you. But women love lies. It's so easy to believe a lie nowadays. When I was 
dated, and the girls had some sense. If I had told them I wanted them to be big, to be big they'll slap me. <laughs> what do you mean you want me fat? That doesn't even make sense. Fat is not healthy. It's not attractive. Why would a man tell his woman, I want you to be big? And the woman's like, oh, okay. I'll just eat all the collard greens come by. <laughs> he loved me. I'm telling you the truth because I want you to be happy. I want you to have peace. I want you to know that God will take care of you if you keep his commandment. You don't have to worry. That makes sense? Yes. <sighs> this wedding was so nice. I don't want to go on and on about it. I just haven't seen anything like this since 50 years ago. <laughs> it just reminded me of what is right and, and how God would do it for you if you make an effort to do the right thing. You're not going to die when you don't give it to the devil. You're going to live. You're not going to die. You're going to live. And people don't trust that they're going to live. You really will live by doing the right thing. By waiting until the right time. It's okay to date, but sex before marriage is not dating. Sex before marriage is not dating. Having fun, hanging out, talking on the phone, being honest with one another, getting to know each other is dating. You can't get to know another person when you have sex with them. You lose sight of, of that person. And you start seeing and believing a lie. You start hoping that what you see is real, knowing that it's not real. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, we got to love one another when we speak the truth and hope that it'll awaken something in the person so they too can have a good life. That's what we got to do. We can't pretend like all is well when it's not well. The one thing about this couple too I want to tell you, and I said this at the wedding, I counseled with them before marriage. And, and it was so amazing in the counseling session how honest it the lady was, the, the woman was, the young lady, about herself. And I remember when she first went off to college, and she was like the head of the, or the, of the dorm, the dorm. You know, she ran the dormitory thing. They had like a manager kind. And, and they would give her a lot of problems, and sometimes she would become upset, uh, 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 you know, because those, those young girls, they wanted to just run around and do what they wanted. And I guess the dormitory manager had to maintain some order. And she would call me up from school and say, you know what? I, I'm not being strong right now. I just need to tell you about it. What should I do? You know, I'm being weak in this situation. I feel like I want to cave in. But when I counseled them in, before, marriage, before the ceremony, she was so honest about herself. Even when the guy would say, oh, no, don't say that. She's like, look, you better know this now. <laughs> this is who I am. This is how I act. You know, I don't want to fool you. I don't want to deceive you. And then after the wedding, you start seeing this thing. This is who I am. And I need you to be this way. She was like, totally, I'm like, are there any more out there like this? Just honest about herself. She didn't blame him. I've never had her in college or during the marriage sessions, pre-marriage session. I never had her blame anyone else for her problems. It was all her. And now she saw what was going on, but she understood who she was and her weakness and what she was doing. Isn't that nice? That was, that, God has blessed this woman and man, man and woman. And it can happen for us all. It can happen for anyone who turned back to him. It really can. God loved the one that loved him. If you don't love him, he'll let you go right to hell. He'll let you live in your hell. He'll let you die in your hell. 
and then he'll have, let somebody else have a baby and try to get it right with the next one. He's not going to put his coffee down and cry over you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me move a little faster. Time is going by. Did I see your hair? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking about families, um, when my dad left the family, we were real little and they divorced. And we, um, it is so important to have any kind of father there because we had almost no discipline. Yeah. We could pretty much do anything. Started smoking really young, you know, became drug addicted. And yep. The mom was basically powerless to do much, really. You know, she, I mean, she just, she was like another teenager, really, you know. It is the worst thing that can happen to a family is to lose the father. Yeah. It is the worst thing to happen. It's like God has been taken out of your life. I would take a drunk father than no father in there, you know, at all. I mean, you know. Oh, you would? Yeah, I would. I, would, I mean, you know, you. And then that way you guys can share alcohol together. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think, I think sometimes men. I mean, just having the man, even if he's, you know, whatever he problems he has, just having that man there, when the man, when the man is totally absent, it's really bad news. Um, so you'd rather take a drunk. Well, I'm exaggerating to make a point. Your <laughs> mama, just give me a drop, daddy. <laughs> Let me, I understand what you're saying, but I don't even want to give the people a, a, a way out with that either. Because a lot of you women go out and have these babies, and then they go and find some drunk man. Well, as long as he got a daddy. Yeah. Kids want their real parents. In their hearts, in their spirits, in their soul, they want their daddy and their mama. They do not want substitutes. And, and that, that is now being promoted, too. Well, you know, you, you don't have the real daddy. Go out and marry somebody. Shack up with something. Something better than nothing. The soul of a kid yearns yearn for the father, its father, whether it's a boy or a girl. Am I right about that? It yearns for its real father. Kids don't really want to see their parents hook up with anybody else. Yeah. But the adult would say, oh, you know what? You just put some kind of man in there, a plastic guy. Something better than nothing. Kids want their, that's why I tell mothers and fathers all the time, if you're not together, don't down one another. You know, don't try to keep the kids from being with the father or the mother. Let them have that soul freedom so they don't even have to feel guilty about being with one another. They shouldn't have to carry that load. They should, you, if, you, if you're broken up, just break up and leave each other alone. But don't let your kids have to feel that guilt of being with one or the other. That's a heavy burden for a kid to carry. You know, that child didn't have anything to do with what happened with you too. So why, why put that on them and destroy their life before they can handle it? But parents are doing that all the time. All the time. Setting their, kid, setting their kids up to fail. The spirit of the devil is at work. And you guys don't even realize it. You don't realize the spirit of the devil is at work. You're blind and cannot see. You're absolutely blind and cannot see. Isn't that amazing? You can be blind and can't see. And then you think your world is just fine, even though you have no happiness in that world. Yes, sir? I think people a lot of times think of themselves as the exception to the rule. Meaning what? Meaning that there's rules, but they're really for other people, and they, theirs is an exceptional case. Yeah. Well, that's what denial will do. They get around when they see the, 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 the rules that God's laid down. That's right. Very good point. 
It doesn't apply to me. That's denial. That's a lie. That's been brought up on you by the deceiver. That's a lie. The truth shall set you free. If you want a free life, you got to admit, you got to become aware of yourself, conscious of yourself, so you can overcome this stuff. And you have, take my word, there's nothing in life that you cannot overcome. Yeah, you made a mistake along the way or whatever, but you can overcome it. And it'll be as though you never made a mistake. It never happened. God loves us. He loves those who are seeking to love him. But he doesn't care. If you don't love him, fine. He's going to try to wake you up in consciousness. He try to tell you the truth. If you don't want to accept it, fine. He and Jesus are going to sit there and just party and watch TV and watch you guys go crazy. Watch your kids be born out of wedlock and they have kids out of wedlock and they have kids out of wedlock and you suffer and die. And then the folks go to the funeral and lie about you. It was such a wonderful, decent, godly, <laughs> holy man. Even though he got a truckload of children by everybody and the mama. It didn't take care of either of them. Yes. Did you have your hand again? It's the strength of God um, through a man that, that the kids need. Yes. And not just, um, you know, not just a figure, uh, a false king standing in, a, in the throne, you know, like a, a, a weak coward standing in the place of, a, of where a real man should be standing. And um, if a kid doesn't see that strength in a man, he'll tr in his father, he'll try to get it from any source, his mother, uncle, anywhere. Yeah. Wherever he sees the most strength, he's going to go for that, even if the strength is guided by evil. People, people gravitate towards strength, and they don't, they don't necessarily care what source it's coming from. That's right. You guys understand this? I want you to open your eyes up. I ask God to let you see so you can see what's going on. Because you can't get so into this stuff, that kind of reality is not there for you. You just can't see what's going on. So the father who winds up raising weak children, he, he lorded his strength over his kids, and he didn't use his strength because of... A true, strength, a true strong man is a man who uses his strength to strengthen others. Yes. His wife, his kids, those around him. And so if that isn't happening and they're becoming weaker while well, you're becoming stronger, you're just lording it over them. Amen. And I, I see that in a lot of kids who become weak. Their, their, their fathers just lorded it over them. Anybody, oh, I'm running out of time. I want to make this point too. But I, I, favorite, I know you should raise your hand. You want to say something else? Oh, no, it's fine. You, you, you okay? Yeah. You okay with the drunk daddy? <laughs> I thought you wanted to clear up the drunk daddy thing. No, no, but actually my, my, my mom did bring in other men into the house, and that was no good either. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, that now, made it worse, actually. Yes, sir. It made it worse. Kids do not want step-parents. Now, let me do this because there are exceptions to the rule. Because I don't want you guys leaving well. Can I have a step-daddy? Um... <laughs> I don't even want to give you that exception, though. You know, I'll, I'll let that hang in the balance. <laughs> let you guys worry about it. Yes, ma'am. You know, I didn't have a dad. Uh, my mother left him a long time ago, brought us over here when I was about four. So I didn't remember him. So when they talk about dad, I couldn't identify. Because yep. I never had a, a Isn't that amazing? Dad. But but she had also had men coming in, you know, and, but uh, I used to see families, you know, with a father and a mother and children, and I just was like, you know, couldn't identify with them at all, 
And then my sisters, when I was little, told me that they had found me in a cabbage patch, because I would ask. Yeah. And you know what? I believed it for many wow. years. I understand that. I hear stories like that all the time. <laughs> if you want to know your situation, listen to what your kids have to say about how they're feeling about it. They'll tell you how they really feel about it if you ask them. They're going to say, well, I want my dad, I want my mother. When I see other kids with their parents, I long for my parents. They'll tell you about it. And they'll tell you the truth about it. Yeah, it was really hard. And I, I had to go through a lot of hell. Yes, ma'am. Kind of that. That's right. It's, it's terrible what's happening in this society. And we know better and we're allowing it to happen. One thing I want to say about this couple, so you guys don't walk away and say, oh, they must be perfect. They got their male and female issues they're dealing with. But I'm telling you that they came together in a clean, wholesome way, the right way. But men and women got to have their little issues anyway. You know what I'm saying? But they came together in the right way. You have two new cars coming together. And so <laughs> all of the issues are coming from their driving the car. No other man been driving the car. No other woman been driving the car. So they, they're going to have a little issue, but they're wholesome people, holy people. Uh, yes, Matt? I was going to say an exception would be when, you, when it's for the welfare of the kid. When it's what? It's for the welfare of the children. I mean, what, what is that? The exception of coming together. You're saying there's exceptions to the rule as far as stepkids and all this kind of stuff. I don't even want to allow that, though, because I can see people running out now looking for drunk men. No, the point is people tend to get together for themselves to the adults involved. Yeah. But if, if, if it's honestly about the kid, then, then it's different because it's not about what you want, it's about what the kids want. But the difference is it's not going to be honestly just for the kid, though. Yeah. Men are going to be attracted to women, and that's, that's the majority of it, right? They'll pretend like it's for the kids and not. Yeah, but men aren't going to think of it like that. That, that, if that is the case. It'll just be like it'll be like a big brother thing only. You know, I'll yeah. take him out. It's not going to be. So we're making a point, which is people shouldn't be doing it. Then. What? <laughs> what did you say? I mean, I, I think he's making the point that people shouldn't be doing it. Almost period. I mean, there's very few exceptions now where it really. It, it, it's very minute. Yeah. It really has to be a holy man and woman coming together in order for something like that to happen. They really realize, you know what, this is wrong. I need to get my life right. It's for my kid. So we are coming together. And it's not going to be about us. It's going to be about the kids. And then they'll learn to love each other. The adults will learn to love each other the right way. But the kid will see, the children will see that this man or this woman is not trying to take my parent away from me. They're not grabbing each other, looking for love and ignoring me. Her kids can sense, they know what's going on. They're real sensitive to that kind of stuff. And so, but it's very, 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 very rare that you, I mean, just, remember how I always leave a little 99.9999, where is that, that 999 that you'll find something like that? Because most, we're in a, men and women are in a fallen state and they can't help but want love as an adult from another adult. And that's a problem. Right. When you don't have love, you can't help but love it. If you're not born again, you gotta have love from somewhere. Uh, let me take the young lady back in here. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think I've lived all those situations. I started all off wrong. I had a stepdaughter. It still worked out, you know, because through the grace of God, I didn't do it right, but it worked out. With her, with the stepchild, my, my daughter just got married. It's been a blessing to watch her know that 
she's there. She's off on her own. I don't have to worry about her. That's right. And my son has the baby mama who's drama, who's a mess, who's got he doesn't work. He doesn't work. He doesn't do what he's supposed to do. So, but the thing about it is, if you're trying to seek the right thing, God will show it to you. That's what I love about God. Like God is not going to stone us to death and make us feel our guilt. He just wants us to acknowledge that we are wrong. Something wrong with this. I'm wrong. He just wants you to know you're wrong, and he'll straighten it out for you. He really will. And he won't, it won't take but a, a blinking of an eye for him to sell it for you, straighten it out. He just wants you to come out and denial about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Yes, ma'am. Well, I was going to say that little teeny exception that you were talking about, I, I actually believe that my family lived it in the sense that uh, the woman that adopted my family, she was a widow, and she married a widower. Yeah. And they were both people of God. And, yes. You know, it just—it was just a rare, very rare thing. Yeah, it is. That uh, they met, and then they raised us. You know, just their family. That's right. I—I I, I made that sacrifice too. I could have gotten married with someone who had kids, but I knew eventually we were gonna be fighting and carrying on, and my concern was about the kids. Yeah. And I wanted them to just know I was there for them. Even though, you know, your flesh wanted to do all that other stuff, right? But I, I knew I had what it was like for me, and I had my father there, you know? And I could see that these kids needed a father, and they needed a mother. And they, needed some, they didn't want some stepfather or some man to come in. And, all, and I heard them say that when they were younger anyway. They, they had rejected every other man. They wanted someone that was there for them. Because kids pick up when you're not there for them. You can't fool them. They know you're there for mama and mama there for you. They know you're not there for them. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make that sacrifice. I decided, you know what, it would be nice to be married. It would be nice to have some more kids. But I see these kids need a father. They need somebody that's going to just be there for them and see them through. Now, if a man had any decency, he would sacrifice his own lower nature for that kind of love of the children. You know, but it's hard. It's like, I knew, my knew, my knew. Yes, sir. Um, so let me just pick up. Are you saying that you were able to be a better father without being married to this mother? Yes. Okay. Because if I got married, we were, we were gone to war right away. Right. I, 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 I would have killed her. <laughs> and then the, the kid would be like, You killed my mama. <laughs> you mean stepdaddy. <laughs> you killed my mother. But to maintain peace and, and a sense of order, I had to make the sacrifice. And as a, as a general rule, um, you say like people that have kids. I mean, the Bible says I guess you shouldn't remarry unless you're widowed or whatever. So are you basing it on that, or I'm not really sure where you're coming from with? Uh, it's just personal. No, I'm just trying to get. Um, are you saying they should remarry? That the parents are be- uh, they're better off not remarrying if they have kids. I'm saying that if it's not a holy man or a holy woman. And they know that it's not about us. So I can't be grabbing on you and you can't be grabbing on me and we can't be trying to please ourselves and lead the kids at bay. Right. Then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But if they understand that if two couples, and I hate saying it because I see folks running out now lying to themselves and getting married, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got you. Well, what I'm saying is, so what? thing is you listen to the kids. The kids will usually tell you whether they want you two to get married or not. Yeah, they'll know. They'll, yeah. They'll know. 
I got you. <laughs> now let me just say this. I know some people get mad when I say these things, and the reason you get mad and you're upset or you're nervous about it is because you're already guilty of it and you don't want your situation to change. So if you're feeling any uneasiness about what I've just said, then you need to examine yourself to find out why you're feeling this way. Am I guilty of this? You know, am I afraid to admit because I don't want to lose something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if, it, if you're not guilty of it, you're not going to feel anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, it doesn't apply to me. So and if you are guilty of it, I, I would advise you to take the pain of it, of being wrong, because if you can overcome that wrong, then God will make it right for you in spite of where you are today. All right. But you got to admit you're wrong. But if you're afraid to, if you're afraid to lose this bad situation, thinking that you're not going to have anything, you're going to end up with nothing. Or like Sherry mentioned earlier, if you don't want someone to tell you the truth about it because it is negative, then you're in hell. You're going to stay in hell. The truth is negative because the truth point out what's wrong with you. If you know that the truth never point out what's right with you. The truth never say, oh, you're so wonderful. You know, you're such a good person. <laughs> yeah, you're just so nice. It never, I never see that kind of truth. It, it never tell me that about myself. It always shows me my weakness. It never tell me I'm wonderful. I always see things I need to overcome. And that's how the truth operates. Sorry about that. But it ain't going to never tell you that you're all good. It ain't going to tell you you got to overcome this, you got to overcome that, this is wrong. And you're getting better and living a good life. All right, so think about that. Uh, think about that, folks out there. We're out of time already. One minute. I want to invite you to go to my website at bondinfo.org and get involved. We need your tithing and offering. If this program is helping you at all, then we need you to support it. We've got to buy more cameras and things like that. Uh, you can call us for counseling at 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. Here's what I recommend to get better. I, need, I would recommend you sit down and pray. Be still and know God. Get a copy of my Be Still and Know Prayer. It shows you how to calm down so the truth can catch up with you. Then I recommend that you uh, be honest about yourself so that you can forgive. Because it's that unforgiving heart that keeps you locked in hell and causes you to reach out for something else that you think is going to make you better. All right. But you just got to you got to just stop and allow God to change your heart. It's God who changes your life. It's he who gives you faith. It's he who create everything for you. He'll do it all for you if you just calm down. So get a copy of Be Still and Know by calling 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. And think about what I said today. Just think about it. Look at society and see what we've gotten into. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for being here as well. Thank you.